0: Hi this is Jim. Welcome to another episode of Kitchen Table Adulting. Today we are discussing auto insurance and I have with me Stu Snyder who is a licensed agent with Norwinski Insurance Agency. Hi Stu. How are you Jim? Doing well, thank you. Thanks for making yourself available. No problem. All right, let's let's jump right into it. Uh, again, keeping in mind I have a young adult audience, let's let's start with this. What is auto insurance?
1: Well, uh, there's a a lot of definitions, but the one I like the most is uh, it's a device where you transfer risk. And so uh, instead of uh, driving around in your car, um, being exposed to all the risk that are involved in driving uh, by having an auto insurance policy, in case you hit somebody or something happens, then it takes over and pays the risk or the accident on their behalf.
0: Gotcha. And this uh, this is a soft pitch question. Now, does everybody need auto insurance?
1: Definitely. So definitely Um, the main reason we were going to go over the reasons why, why to have auto insurance. The main reason is it's the law the law requires that you have a minimal amount of liability insurance to operate a vehicle. Uh, it's a ridiculously low amount. Uh, in the state of Virginia, it's $25,000 per person and 50,000 per accident. But uh, but uh, that that's the main reason that most people have it, is that the law requires it in order to register and drive a vehicle.
0: Yes, and just to put that in context for the audience, uh, it is not hard with you to get into a car accident where you cause well north of twenty five thousand dollars worth of damage. so
1: yes, today's day and age that's definitely the case.
0: So when you have what that that what's usually referred to as state minimum coverage, uh, you really don't have a lot of financial protection and should you be in an accident, correct me if I'm wrong, Stu. If your insurance pays out its maximum, you're on the hook for the rest. Which maybe you're thinking, well, I don't have any money, but that would mean a lien of some kind on your paycheck probably the rest of your life.
1: Correct, or an inheritance, or anything like that. So it could follow you around forever. Yes. Okay. So and we'll go. In, we'll go into the coverages later, and all the other reason to have uh, maybe beefier limits is what I always say. Yeah. So. For sure. Okay. And and for some
0: folks in, in the audience, they've probably been what's called an additional driver on their parents' insurance, and they might not even know where to go to buy insurance. So let's talk about that. Okay. I, so I, I know I personally have seen advertising for buy insurance entirely online, and you're obviously an agent here in Roanoke.
1: Correct, correct. So yeah, there's uh, plenty of ways to get insurance. You can get it online, but you're not going to get much, much, or any advice on what you should have or, or if it's the right amount. What I would always suggest is go to a uh, local agent. And there's a couple different types of agents. An independent like me can shop several different companies and try to get the best rate from those companies. And the other type of uh, agent is a captive agent. They're your all states and your state farms of the world, and they sell only that product. And there's, uh, there's some advantages they say to that, but uh, I would advocate, of course, going to an independent agency and getting the, project, the uh, product that fits your needs.
0: And I I would advocate for that as well. That's what I do personally uh, for the audience. You know, if you go to a captive agent that sells all state or state farm, they're going to quote you that one price and say, this is what I have for you. And if you go to an independent agent like Stu, then he can shop 10 or 15 different insurance companies, compare apples to apples and get you a more competitive price with, and we'll go into this with a quality product. Yeah, credit.
1: and what we try to do as an agency is is try to make sure we have all the categories covered. So if you've got four tickets and a DUI, there's a place we can put you. If you've got a perfect driving record and good credit score and you own a home, then there's another spot that that, that person would go into. So we try to make sure we have a footprint across every uh, every situation.
0: Yep. Okay, now let's do a little uh, auto insurance vocabulary here. Okay. Uh, so you, the price that you pay as a customer for your policy is called a premium. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people will pay that monthly. Um, you do sometimes get a discount if you pay six months in advance or even a year in advance.
1: Correct? That's correct. That is correct. Yes, it's okay. uh, cheaper to buy it, pay it in full. But of course, you're going to have to come up with the, the money all at once. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which could easily be well for a young driver with a bad record. That might be two thousand dollars a year. So uh, that... at least, at least, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, most companies, the the they'll offer a discount if you do an EFT where it draws right from your account. Yep. Uh, and it continues. So uh, if you're if you're looking for something that's kind of in between those two options uh have an account established and have the ability to have it pulled right out of the account and uh they'll you'll probably get the best rate that way
0: absolutely and then we have a deductible which your policy will have a stated deductible maybe 500 or a thousand dollars and that is the portion you will pay out of pocket if you file a claim correct
1: That's true, and we're talk. We this is a good time to talk about the two different types of coverage under an auto. One is the liability coverage, which the state requires you to have. That pays for uh, damage that you cause to other people's property. The other part is a the first party coverage, which covers your vehicle. And uh, if you've got a loan on your vehicle, you've got to have that part of the coverage because the bank basically owns a vehicle and wants to make sure they're protected. And, um, and you're right about the deductible. Um, uh, you can choose the deductible level, the higher the duct- deductible, which is the part you pay, then the premium will be less. Um, what you, and there's also two coverages under the first party coverage which is comp coverage is one of them. And that covers things like a deer claim, uh, if your car catches fire, if a tree falls on it, windshield claims, all those things are comprehensive claims. And a collision claim is exactly what it sounds like. If you're driving your vehicle and you hit something, the damage to your vehicle from that uh, accident would be covered under collision.
0: So both of those things, comp and collision, are damage to your vehicle still.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: It's basically, did you cause it or was it not your fault? Is that fair? Or
1: yeah, that's an easy way to think about it. Yes, if if uh, if it's your fault, you're driving, then it's definitely under the collision. A lot of people will choose a a lower deductible on comp because we're talking about windshields and uh, deer claims. And the cost of that is cheaper than the cost of collision coverage, just the way the policy works so um uh, so people might not want to pay a big deductible if they have a glass claim or something like that sure and okay. you can get uh you can get a deductible with zero glass different combinations so
0: yeah. Although that, yeah, I've, I've specific personally had the experience of having a windshield replaced because a rock kicked up from a truck in front of me. So I recommend that one.
1: Right, right. And um, we also have uh, and a couple companies we deal with have uh, an endorsement you can buy that diminishes the deductible every year. You're accident free. Uh, it takes one hundred dollars off the deductible. And by the, at the end of five years, you could have a zero deductible.
0: Okay, so that's basically they're, they're giving you credit for being a good driver and saving you a little money. Correct. Makes sense. Okay, and there's also, then obviously you stay with them for five years so they don't incur the switching costs of you changing policies.
1: Correct, and there'll be um, built-in discounts for for preferred customers and things like that. It's good to have a continuity of coverage.
0: Okay, now in the liability we're talking about. So if I'm driving and I hit somebody else just head on in an intersection, completely my fault, and I've really damaged their car and they go to the hospital and they require, let's say, $15,000 of medical care. Are both of those covered by my liability?
1: Yeah. The uh, most uh, liability coverages are, are designed. It's called a split coverage. And so there's three separate coverages. One is per person for yep. the injury, one is per accident for the injury, and then one is property damage for the injury. So uh, the, usually it's, you'll see something like 50, 150, or I like better, 250, 500, <laughs> 250. So the, the, the first number covers the, the injury to one person. And then, if there's two or three people in the car, the second number covers is the total amount that will pay out, maximum amount that will pay out for it. Okay. So you you want to make sure you've you've got enough coverage to uh, to take care of uh, situations like that. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I personally carry two fifty five hundred, um, and I wouldn't just for the audience. Unless it is totally a, a, a budget limitation for you to get legal to get to work. I would never recommend the minimum. And I, I think a minimum of 100, 300 in this day and age makes sense to me.
1: Without a doubt. And it makes a difference uh, if, if you own a home that's uh, uh, part of... Uh, your property that could be attached if if you uh, exceeded your limits. So the more assets you have to lose or the more risk averse you become, then the higher limits you're going to want. If you're a doctor and you, and you have a lot of income, a lot of money, or a business owner in particular, because that's when people think, well, hey, this guy's got some money, we're going to go after it. You need to protect yourself in that situation and, and beef up the coverages. Now, for once you get out of your youth, then the difference in cost for those coverages are negligible. You, you're talking about maybe $40 a year more for I'm, yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure for me, it was even less than that, where I, I remember saying to my wife for an extra 16 bucks every six months, I'll, I'll let them worry about it.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah,
0: now let's, let's talk about the factors that affect the premium. Uh, I know, not, you know age, clearly <clears throat> 16 year olds are far more accident prone. And there seems to be maybe not a single formula, but 16 to 21, you're of a certain risk drops a little bit again when you turn 25 for some reason.
1: Correct. And then, yeah. Well, we'll see. We actually see rates go up from 16 to, say, 19. And I think the reason why is because you're getting a little bit more independence. You're not under your parents' control as much, and you might get into more trouble. But uh, the actuary is who sets these rates, and they use literally thousands of parameters to figure out these uh, premiums but uh age is the big one sex still is a big one or gender let's say males pay a lot more than females still yep yeah. and, and then from one of them,
0: having a lead foot I have.
1: exactly exactly and there's a reason that is it's it's because of results of uh, accidents and stuff the other big one and I can't emphasize this enough, is credit. So if you're starting out, make sure you pay attention to your credit. Do what you can to build credit. And uh, we've seen cases where credit has makes more difference than having an accident. Really? Okay, and, yeah, I, you have, I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you have really bad credit, then it's going to show up on your premium amount.
0: Okay, and then uh, that's, good. that's good for people to know uh, because... Don't.
1: Yeah, don't let that don't let that slip up on you. And then we talked about earlier length of coverage. If you've had consistent coverage for a certain amount of time, then you're going to get a better rate. If you have a higher limit, you'll get a better rate from the next from the next time you shop. They like to see higher um, incumbent limits. Let's say.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah,
1: and then and then within tickets, accidents, things like that. Yeah, and on the. On tickets, there are certain tickets that insurance companies just do not like, and one of them is speeding in a school zone. So, whatever you have to do, <laughs> don't get a ticket speeding in a school zone.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, they'll nail you for it. And um, uh, driving without insurance or a license or expired license will kill you. So, oh, okay,
0: that's a good those one.
1: Are, those are biggies. Yeah, if you if you get suspended don't say don't don't roll the dice and say I'm not going to get caught because if you get caught driving without with a suspended license that's that's really it really affects the uh, the premium and also it may affect who will insure you so you have less choices company a company a may not want to do business with you until you clear it up then you've got being if you get city.
0: caught driving on a suspended license, at, at a minimum, you're going to get a ticket for that, and that will be attached to your driving history. And Right. Side. Okay.
1: And though, and then on top of that, court fines will eat you alive. And before you get can get your license back, you'll have five hundred dollars minimum court fines and fees. Gotcha. So okay. Getting getting behind the uh, the uh, the ball is a bad idea because it. I've seen folks just dig out, dig out, dig out, and uh, if you keep everything straight, pay your, uh, make sure you have your license, make sure you pay your insurance, make sure you're driving with insurance, then things will go a lot smoother for you. Sure.
0: And just you know, for for the audience, a lot of you out there are living paycheck to paycheck, and so by keeping a clean driving record and doing the things you're going to do you might be changing your household budget by a thousand dollars a year or more. So this, this is something you really
1: should care about. I have plenty of clients that whose uh, insurance bill is higher than their car bill, car payment. Wow.
0: And actually that's, that's a segue. So I I had a note here. Um, Let's talk about what happens when somebody has a DUI.
1: Mm. DUI. Yeah, that's, that's a, a tough one, too. Now, but it's not the death penalty. You'll have to pay plenty of fines and do all the, the things that the court requires of you. And, and we talked about some companies will not write uh, somebody with a DUI. So you, you, right away, you're reducing your choices on who will write you. If you've got a clean record and have a DUI, it'll affect you, but not as much as you would think. So you're going to see several hundred dollars difference. But if you have a DUI and no tickets or accidents other than that, after a couple of years, it'll actually get better than you think. Now, usually there's an accident involved intertwined yeah. with the DUI and things like that. Um, one thing to keep in mind if you're, Pre-driving or, or you're getting ready to get your license and you're caught drinking underage. Yep, that will go on your license, even if really? you're. Yes, no. and it will adversely affect you in that way. You'll have to have the state requires you have a filing called an FR forty-four. Okay. And and what's funny about it, they make you increase your limits, but only to fifty one hundred. So still. It's not not huge limits that they require, but they require you have a little bit more. And okay. so uh, it's not a death penalty. If you clean your act up and get back on a straight and narrow, you'll be able to recover from that in no time. But if you have speeding tickets every six months, you have an accident in there, then you're going to you're just going to be on a roller coaster and you're going to be paying, <laughs> paying a lot for a while.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then um, let's talk briefly about uninsured motorist coverage.
1: Okay. Now um, there's, there's something called the uninsured motorist fund, which people confuse with it. And going back to the requirement to have insurance, there's actually an uninsured motorist fund fee that you can pay to the DMV that allows you to drive without insurance. But if you wreck, you're on everything. It's all on you.
0: Really? Okay. I've never yes. heard of
1: that. Yes. So, but my my takeaway is do not do this.
0: <laughs> no, no, definitely not.
1: It is a terrible idea and it's it's it, it's only gonna be the end of your <laughs> your driving career, probably. Now, an uninsured motors coverage, it usually follows the limits of your liability policy or your liability coverage. So that's another good reason to have better than minimum coverage. So what that does is if you're driving and somebody hits you and damages your vehicle and worse, injures you, then your insurance company stands in the place of the guy that hit you if they have no insurance or if they're underinsured.
0: Oh, I didn't realize it would. So if if some guy hits you who's driving with the state minimum and right. you, your damages are higher, basically your higher policy will cover you.
1: Right. Their, their policy will cover you up to the twenty five thousand limit and then your policy will kick in and offset it uh, to up to your limit amount. Oh, <laughs> so. Oh. If you if uh, break two legs and you're in the hospital and you lose uh, six months' worth of wages, then you're going to not want to rely on the other guy to have proper coverage. You want to make sure you have enough to cover your you. And so I always warn people, if you're not going to do it for the other guy, do it for yourself. Get better limits.
0: Well, and heck, I, I just learned something today. I had no idea that that's how it worked. So,
1: indeed, indeed. And, you know, we've uh, one of our companies will do a million dollars liability coverage, and you would have a million dollars available to you. If somebody hit you and you died, your hmm. family would have a um, claim for your estate to recover that much money if, if your death is worth that much money. So it's like having a million dollar life insurance policy in that gotcha. case.
0: Okay, good. And so you've you've alluded to it a little bit, but what are the biggest mistakes people make with auto insurance and specifically the younger crowd, like under 25?
1: Well, under so if you're if you're off your parents' policy, first of all, the the vehicle that you drive must be titled to you. And then and that situation then then we would write a policy for you mm-hmm. now if you live with your parents some some companies will write their policy and then write you a policy and you can maybe take advantage of a multi-card discount or something like that if you're in the same household so it's a good idea to start where your parents are first okay and, and then go from there shop around from there um uh, <clears throat> but everybody under 24 is going to, you know, you're going to have a couple years where you're going to really, it's really going to be expensive. The main thing I tell parents and then, and, and kids, if you can buy a car that does not require you to carry comp and collision, then you'll save more than half. So suppose you buy a, and I always tell people, buy a 2005 Honda Accord pay if you pay, say $2,500 for it, then you're going to self-insure for the damage to your vehicle and carry just liability insurance. There's a chance your insurance, if you're a male driver, would be about $1,200 a month, I mean a year in that case. If you had comp and collision on that vehicle, it would double.
0: Okay, so literally a delta of a hundred bucks a month in the, in the situation you described, and I, I, a, I okay. assume a lot of people um, probably go best price and maybe don't understand the coverages they're getting.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, that does happen a lot, and as like you say, you want to make sure you're you've got all your bases covered on the on the coverage. And another mistake people make too is assuming that a certain car would cost a certain amount to insure. Notoriously Chevy Cobalts are more expensive in some cases to insure than a Mercedes. Why is that? It all has to do with the the results of their the 5 mile an hour impact test they do, the availability of parts, if if they get a lot of parts for the Cobalts overseas, then it takes longer to repair. Oh and, uh. And, and and also, uh, maybe a Mercedes would have, a particular Mercedes would have a better braking system, so you're less likely to be in an accident, might have better uh, airbag system that would help reduce other claims. So, it's not necessarily the value and the type of car. It, it, it all has to do with how much does that car cost to repair when it's damaged.
0: Okay, gotcha. All right. And um, now let's talk about some other real – oh, well, actually, sorry, when we were talking about the coverages a minute ago, is there anything unique for people who have been in the military when they're coming out? I mean, obviously, they, they qualify for USAA, which is a fantastic company. But in terms of maybe somebody enlisted, didn't even have a driver's license, and perhaps got a, you know, got a military driver's license or something, but they don't have a driving record.
1: Right. Um, usually the, the discounts are either there for somebody in the service or they're built into the policy. So, but don't shop just for somebody that gives you a discount for your military service because another company may have a better rate without a military discount. It all depends on, you know, how, how their parameters work. So, uh one company is infamous uh, and giving a discount to everybody and they name it whatever you are. So if you're a Virginia Tech grad, you get a Virginia Tech discount. Yeah. <laughs> if if okay. you're a UVA grad, you get it, you know, so it's like a fill in the blank discount. And it's a smart move because it makes you feel, hey, I, I'm special. But an, another company might have the flat rate better without, you know, with the built in rate that they have. So that's gotcha. uh, and Your know. bottom line is how much are
0: you going to pay? Yeah, I'll tell the audience, too, that, um, you know, you might sign up with you get a quote and it's all state for a year. But if you're dealing with an insurance agent, especially an independent one, you can call and say, hey, before it renews, can you shop again? A good, a good insurance agent will help you take a look and say, hey, maybe Farmers is a better deal for you now. And then you switch. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, if you, if you, if you don't see a big increase, I don't know if I would do it every year, but if you're changing vehicles, if you're, if you're moving, if you're aging up, if, if, if you getting married, married people get better rates, homeowners and auto, you know, home and auto discounts, you get better rates. So all those big events that happen, it's certainly a good idea to shop and, you know, i one of the one company we have might historically be good for a certain person and, and then um, companies tend to change. They'll re- reevaluate or readjust their rates. And all of a sudden a company that used to not be so good at a certain sector all of a sudden become um, competitive.
0: Okay. And then um, what about should you lend your car to a friend?
1: that, um, if you lend your car to a friend, then you are insuring that person. So uh, if, as long as they have your permission to use the vehicle, then if they wreck it, then your insurance company pays for it on their behalf. So you don't want to lend it to a friend that's reckless. Um, you want to make sure, and specifically you don't want to, because if you know that they have a, DUI or something and you let them go, then not good news. You'd likely be um, uh, canceled for something like that. But if if you're in Rex, it would cover it and you'd be fine. Yeah. Okay.
0: And then uh, I believe for most policies, your coverage would also extend to a rental car.
1: Yeah. Now that this is kind of murky for young drivers because the problem is a lot of rental companies will not rent to younger drivers, drivers under 24. Yep. Here you are with your. You don't have transportation, and you got to get somewhere, and you can't get a rental car. Fortunately, we have Uber and things like that. So the company that's handling your claim would probably uh, work something out with you to reimburse you for those type of expenses.
0: So, are are you you're talking about if if you had an accident and needed a rental car, or uh...
1: yeah? Suppose suppose somebody hit you and the other company is fixing your car, yep. and you're out of a car, you need transportation. Well, you're entitled to a rental car, but if you're under 24, you're not likely going to be able to rent one because the rental car companies don't like to rent to guys. Yeah. So in that situation, the, the uh, insurance company for the other guy would likely reimburse you for transportation expenses using Uber or something like that.
0: Gotcha. No, and my, my question was for somebody who is 25 or older and just yeah. traveling and rents a car, your your policy that you carry on your personal vehicle can then extend to the rental.
1: Transfers to the rental. In some cases, I, I would I suggest to people to buy, you can get a collision dam, damage waiver uh, that costs extra money because, Think about it. If you uh, if you're driving their car and their windshield breaks, then you'll have to pay that deductible on a car you don't even own. Okay. And so if it's a two day rental, something like that, usually I tell people go ahead and and get the collision damage waiver. That way you can hand them the keys and and you're not responsible for anything. If you renting something for a week, it it, it becomes $25 a day for a week. That gets expensive. Yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay. And now here's something I bet most young people have no clue about, which is uh, the difference between driving for personal use and for business. And you do need to let your insurance company know what you do with the vehicle.
1: That is very true. If you answer the application incorrectly or, or wrongly, then they can deny your claim for misrepresentation.
0: And in the early days of Uber, Uber was not checking to see that you got the additional business style insurance. I believe they do verify now. Um, yeah. but that, that's an example where if you're driving for Uber, you're using the car for business. So if you've only told your insurance company that it's personal use, they could just drop you and not honor a claim. And w- what's worse with Uber is um, that you could have other people in the vehicle who are injured in the accident. So that's one example. So uh,
1: the the industry caught up pretty quick with the Ubers of the world, and they you can endorse that onto your policy. And it's not exactly business, but it's not exactly personal, so it's it's just a its own category. Okay. And the way Uber works, there's three categories of, of, of uh, liability when you're not when you're not on when you're not you don't have your app on then you're under your own if your app is on and you're waiting for a fare, then then uber covers you there's a gray area but when you've picked somebody up then uber is 100 on it and uh they've got plenty of coverage but it's that when you're not on and when you're in between is when they there's some kind of uh co-insurance agreement you know somebody's primary somebody's contributory, so um, yeah. they've got that figured out.
0: What about other sort of work scenarios, like just simply delivering pizzas or driving for work where work reimburses you for the mileage?
1: Right, pizza delivery is, is tricky. Some companies won't do it at all. Um, some companies do it, but it it's expensive. Most people lie about it, I, I gotta be honest to you.
0: Oh, so, I, I imagine they do, and yeah. that's what, you know. And so
1: you're doing that, at your own risk. My opinion is, and I don't know why it's not the case, but the, the uh, dominoes or whoever should be 100% on everything. You're, you're an employee of theirs and you cause the accident, then they should be on everything. I don't know how they get around it or whatever, but they do.
0: <laughs> but I would
1: not advise anybody to lie about it. Uh, if you're in, like in my case, I'm an insurance agent and I use my car for business. On a personal policy, there is a business use uh, rating and you should always do that if you're a real estate agent or if you're a repairman, if you're a one-man repairman, say a refrigerator guy, you can you can get a personal policy and still rate it business.
0: Okay. Well, uh, and the closing thought on that to, to the audience is don't lie to your doctors and don't lie to your insurance agents because- both can come back to haunt you. You're,
1: you're giving them a reason to not pay your claim. Exactly. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Well, that is actually my list of auto insurance questions. But Stu, I, I end all of my podcasts with a question for all, all my guests. And that is thinking back in all of the things you've had to figure out as an adult, any aspect of life, what is something you wish you'd figured out before you were 25?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think number one is um, start saving early. Take whatever percent that you earn that you can you can save, and you will not believe how much how quickly it adds up. And you can be a regular Joe, and and if you if you're able to put in a hundred dollars a month, that think about it, that's a couple pizzas. By the the time you retire, you can be a millionaire.
0: That is absolutely true. Yes.
1: Start early.
0: (laughs) Start early and and just develop the discipline to save.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, Stu, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And I'm sure that the audience will, will get a lot out of listening to this podcast. That concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any follow-up questions, you can email me at askjimkta at gmail.com or for more information, check out kitchentableadulting.com.